This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. do our part you know when you're in the middle of stuff you got to start the praise whether you feel it whether it looks good whether it don't look good because I'm gonna tell you see there's something about the power of praise when we will start out praising uh, then I'm telling you the praises go up and God's glory will come down over our situation amen well we're so glad that you're here tonight at Passion Church on a Wednesday night. There's a lot of places you could be, but thank God you're at the river, you're at the well, you come to get a drink, come to get some living water for whatever's going on in your life and to go be a help to others, amen, because that's what it's all about. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, God, right now for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. Oh, God, we thank you for your love. We thank you, God, for eyes being open, our ears to hear and to receive tonight. God, let them hear your words. Let them hear your heartbeat, Father. I thank you, God, that tonight's seeds are going to be planted in good ground. And I thank you that harvest will come up. I thank you, God, right now that life-giving words, the power of your words will go forth into your people's lives this night and things will change and turn around they will never be the same they came in one way but they will go out changed in the name of Jesus and we give you the praise and the glory for it so we've been talking over the past few weeks about that it was time for our setbacks to turn into your comeback And your comeback would be greater and better than anything before or anything you could have ever experienced. But the subtitle of this one tonight is God's presence, your anchor through any storm. So it don't matter how big it is. It doesn't matter. It looks like if you're swallowing water and choking and gagging, I'm going to tell you, reach up to God and he will pull you up and out. There is no storm. He will not let you drown. You know, there's no failure, remember, in God. If there's any failure, it's in us, either in our doubt or our unbelief or sometimes just in our ignorance of knowing what God has said and what he has promised. That's why we have to know what he says. Uh, The very first scripture that I want to read is in Psalms 23, 4, and we're going to read it out of the Amplified. It says, even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort and console me. I'm going to tell you something. See, I don't care if you've been a Christian two days or 50 years. You've got to continually be in God's word. You and I, we have to feed ourselves. See, Sunday Sunday morning and Wednesday night is not enough. You have to feed on God's word. Pastor says this all the time, get you a daily Bible, a one-year Bible. It is so simple because it lays it out. Then you're not trying to flip through your Bible or wonder what I should read today and do Russian roulette and, you know, throw it open and go, oh, well, maybe that'll be good. Just get the one year. And then every day it has a date on it. So every day, and then if you, okay, don't get in condemnation. If you go, oh, spend several days, just go back then where you left off and read it. 
and get caught back up. And I'll tell you, see, it breaks it down for you. It gives you a little of the old, a little of the new. But I'm going to tell you, there's something about, you know, when we discipline ourselves and we read that. And I guarantee you, if you can try to do it in the morning, it would be a whole lot better. Because, see, then that's how you're going to start your day. See, you want to start, you know how they always say that breakfast is the most important meal of the day? Well, God's word is a whole lot more important than that, you know, because you can't live without God's word. So start out with that and, and, and begin to make that a routine. And like I said, you know, if you go, oh, gosh, I forgot this morning, then pray on your way to work, pray in the shower, whatever. You know, then the next day, just say, okay, well, I'm going to try to double up then and get on my days because it helps you because it has a day. So you know then where you are. If you put a little marker in there, you'll know, well, I left off on the 21st. Today's the 26th. Oh, I haven't been due, but that's all right. You know, but do what I'm going to tell you. If you get in a routine, you will feel better. Your day will go better. Things will go well with your soul because then God has something now to guide you with and direct you with. See, it's kind of hard if maybe there was something in there that morning that he wanted to direct you, to tell you something, give you some information, but we spent no time with God, ran off and did our own thing, and we're passing all these little signposts that God's saying, hey, I'm over here. Hey, they're over here. Oh, hey, I wanted you to stop here. But see, we're too busy. We didn't hear anything. We missed it all. And sometimes, though, that can not be a good thing because it could be an endangerment to your own self, you know. So please try to start saying, God, I'm going to get up and take some time with you first. Because if you'll put him first, then the rest of your day will go better. It will go well, I'm telling you. Keep him priority, and then everything else will fall in place a whole lot better. Your day is not that busy that you can't spend 15, 20 minutes with God. That's a matter of life and death for you and your family. Think about it. No one gets to live life without setbacks. All of us will face storms, have faced storms, and will face storms from time to time until Jesus comes back. But the real issue, though, is how do we respond? to those storms. See, that's where the difference is. That's the matter of life and death in our lives. How do we respond to the storms that we face? See, what happens next? Do you let the setback and the storm dominate you? And now that has decided everything and changed everything? Or now you're in a place of, oh my God, it's so big. I feel like everything is just overwhelming. So I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to stop. Do you get angry and mad? See, if we're not careful, we will allow setbacks and storms of life to lead us into unhelpful decisions, wrongful decisions, and unhealthy decisions. And you'll be walking in defeat. And then you'll go, what happened? Well, it was because he, we didn't trust God. We got all caught up in the storm. We didn't spend any time for him. He's trying to give us the answers, but we're sitting in the storm pitching a fit. Or we've quit, and God's like saying, come here, you know. Because now remember, God is a gentleman. He's not going to come force himself on anybody. His arms are always open, but we got to walk in to those arms and let him help us. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what happens, though. See, be careful that we allow God to be the anchor in our storm. You can't do it, I can't do it, and others can't do it for you. Only God is our true anchor. 
Because what will happen if you're not careful, if you allow those setbacks to rule and reign in your life, then it will drift you from your goals, your dreams, your desires, the calling that God had on your life. You'll begin to drift from it. And we'll keep hearing, you know, that little voice inside that says, what's the use of trying? Just quit. It's been this long. If it hasn't happened by now, it ain't going to happen. Or just forget them or give up on them or, you know, I could never see myself, you know, being in that or doing that or my kids doing right or my husband doing right or I can't see myself, you know, ever happy. But see, listen. Now, what? listen to what you're saying. Now you're agreeing with the devil. Now you're agreeing with your circumstances. So he'll be sure to oblige you. He'll say, okay, yep, that's exactly where I wanted him. Right in defeat. Right, drifting away from the hope of God. Drifting away from their goals and their dreams and their destiny that God had from them. That's where I want them to go, drift away from it. Then you'll stop thriving and you'll just get by. There'll be no more, you'll be surviving. No more thriving. And I don't know about you, but life is too short to just survive. You've got to thrive. And let me tell you, people that are looking for Jesus don't need us looking like a wimp, wet noodle all the time. Okay? Yes, we get knocked down, but you've got to get back up, not just for yourself, but for others. Because if not, you will stop striving for what God has called you and me to do. You'll just stop and be exactly in the place where the enemy wants you. So drifting from your goals is one of the, 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 pri, uh, the first thing that, that, that will happen if you're not careful and you don't keep God as the anchor in your storm. And the next thing, it'll start be discarding what we value. Sometimes after a period of intense pain, setbacks, hurts, if we're not careful, our priorities will begin to change. We'll even begin to compromise what used to really matter, like God's word was priority, praying, Brazen, going to church, all of a sudden that gets set back here. And now it's work, and now it's family, and it's making money, and it's got to do this. And, well, the kids need that, and they need this, and everybody else needs all this stuff. And God's way down here. And everything and everybody else is up here. And all of a sudden, what was priority now is not. And now all of a sudden, everything that once had great value now just becomes all mixed up. Confusion will set in. Disheartment will set in. Discouragement. And what was once God's dreams and desires for you, you'll begin to let go of them. You'll begin to let go. What really mattered once to you and God now doesn't even matter anymore. It's just all about getting on the grind, getting in the little hamster wheel, and going and going and going. Got to please everybody. Got to, you know, keep up with the Joneses. Got to do this. Got to do that. What's everybody thinking and looking? No, what's God saying to you? Get back on track with God. Or you'll discard what you value. The other thing that will begin to happen is despairing about our future. See, if you get in that setback and allow that to dominate you all of a sudden your future you'll start beginning to get hopeless because see what you're doing is you're looking at the setback you're looking at the circumstances and now all of a sudden the future looks like well forget it how's that ever going to happen it will never happen for me 
How's my future? I'm doomed. We're finished. It's all over. But see, the lie comes from the enemy because he wants you to focus on what you see and what you feel. And he'll make sure that it looks really big. He'll all get you all worked up, all worn out, all tired in your own strength. No praying, no reading the word, slacking from church, no praise music. And then all of a sudden the attacks come on. And what really was probably in some cases this big now looks about this big. And then the real big stuff has just got you where you just said, forget it. I might as well lay down and die. Think about that. All of us have felt that at one time or another in life. You may not want to admit it. You may have not said it out loud, but sometimes in, in life you just go, gosh, I might as well just forget it, God. Just take me home now. I remember Jesse Duplantis in one of his messages once when he was young said him and his, his uh, brother, I think it was, had picked on this boy and picked on him. And back then it was when they had outhouses and they were trying to shove that little boy down one of them holes. And the father came in. And caught him, and there was going to be some, it wasn't going to be good. Well, Jesse started praying and yelling, take me home, Jesus, now, take me home, because he knew he was about to be dead meat. He said, take me home. Now, I know all of us have probably had some times in life where you just go, just take me home, Jesus. It'd just be better to be up there. I won't have to deal with this, deal with them, go through that, whatever. But see, in your heart of hearts, you know, God's not done with you yet. See, if you go home too early... You will not have finished your destiny and the call that God had on your life. Yes, you're saved, you're born again, we know where you're going to go, but think about it. If you go home before you're truly satisfied and ready, that means you haven't finished your job. That means there's still people you're supposed to touch and affect. See, that still means there's lives looking at your life that you're going to make a difference in. So you can't afford to go home too early. See, go, get over that. Have your little fit real quick, but then say, no, Jesus, I didn't mean that. Don't take me home. I don't want to go home. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But the enemy will come in and begin to let, cause you to really despair your future because you'll think, I can't see how that can ever be any different. I can't see if they're ever going to change. I don't see how I'm ever going to get out of this mess. Or I don't see, oh, my God, they're telling me I'm going to die. You know, it's like, no. God said, don't look at what you see. Don't look at what you feel. Look at what God has said. The lie of the enemy is to get you to focus on what you see and what you feel. So get your eyes off of that. Get it on him and get in the word and find out what he has said and begin to say it. Okay? Begin to say what God has said. Listen. Yes, it's real, but guess what trumps that? God's word. Okay, the circumstances, what they've said, the doctor said, what you see, yes, it's real. But it is subject to change by the power of God, by the power of the living word coming out of your and my mouth. Every circumstance, every situation, every diagnosis, everything that's going on in your life right now that is not the way it should be is subject to change by the power of God. But you and I have to say something. You and I have to speak over it. We've got to declare something different than what you see and what you feel. You're going to have to frame your world, your life, 
your situation with God's word so that you can have what he is saying. So we can put life in the death situation. So we can put hope into hopelessness. So we can break the addictions that have them bound with drugs or alcohol or sex addiction, whatever it is. There's nothing impossible with God. But you're going to have to say it and declare it, believe it and expect it for it to change. So get that in your head right now that there's nothing, there's no storm too big. There is nothing that you've done, I've done, or anybody could do to you that God will not turn around. It is subject to change. Where it is right now will only stay and remain the same if we say nothing and do nothing. Get up and say something. Don't say what you're feeling. Don't say what you're seeing. If you've got to close your eyes... And pray in the Holy Ghost. Then that's what you need to do till you have enough faith to begin to read what God says. But begin to read it. Read it while you're crying, spitting, having fits or whatever. But say it because I'm going to tell you there's power when you begin to say his word. Okay. The circumstance has to change. Your body has to line up. They have to turn around. It has to change. It's subject to change with God's word. But it has to be activated by our mouths. Even if you don't believe it for a minute, start saying it. See, the more you speak it, what's going to happen? It's going to start dropping down in your spirit. And the more you say it, the next time when you say it, you say it some more, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, yes, yeah. It's like, oh, the light bulb went off. Yes, God, that's what you said. I agree with you. Agree with your father. Activate it. Put your faith in action. Do something with this word. You know, as pastors, I've watched many people react to crises in those three ways. But I've discovered that the true tests of our faith is not how high you jump when you're singing praises to God or how straight you walk when you're going through the valley of the shadow of death or the biggest storm of your life, but it's keeping it steady. Because, see, you can jump for a minute in the beginning, but you're going to have to stay with it. See, you can't just go, oh, hallelujah, God's going to do something, then sit right back down and start agreeing with everything. You're going to have to stay steady. Stay steady. Keep saying what God says. Keep saying what God says. Keep saying it till you see it's changed. Keep saying it every time the devil says, look, it ain't changed, it ain't changed. How long you been saying that? How long you been praying that? Look at them. Look at this. Feel that? Look at that. What they say? It ain't changed. I don't care. God's word said it's subject to change when I say a thing and I line up with his word and I declare his word. It has to change. It cannot remain the same. So keep it steady. You may get knocked down, but you've got to get back up. Your life count is dependent on it, and other lives are dependent on you getting back up. Get back up. People are counting on you and me. It's a matter of life and death. You'll always drift in a storm without the right anchor. And there's only one anchor, and that's God. His word, declaring it from his mouth, his promises. Not what you've been told, not what you feel, not what you see, but what does God say? That you're the righteous of God. That you've already been healed and made whole. That your children and grandchildren to a thousand generations will serve God. They will rise up and call you blessed. 
that God is your friend, that you're never alone. He's there in your time of trouble. That he is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He's your healer, deliverer, the God of recover all, the God of restoration, the God that says when it's impossible with man, it's possible with God that all things are possible. Tell that mountain to move. You'll always drift in a storm without that right anchor. So you're going to have to say God's word. Keep your anchor down. One of the, the, we read it there in the beginning, that, that scripture in the NIV, it says it this way, Psalms 23, 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For what? You are with me. Why do we act like sometimes we're out here handling all this by ourselves? God said, I'm right here with you. Call on me. It says to cast all of your care on me. Your bodies were not wired for care. Why do you think you start getting sick and having all these health issues? Because you're giving care and worry and fret and worrying about them and worrying about you and worrying about tomorrow and worrying about this. Your body cannot handle that because God said, cast your care upon me. And I have not given you a spirit of fear. Fear cannot walk with faith. Rise up and grab a hold of what God has said and watch you feel better and things around you will begin to change. They will change. It will change. God's presence is the greatest anchor in any situation. Don't let go of it. Keep a hold of God's word daily because I'm telling you, it's your anchor to life. It's your anchor to staying steady. It's your anchor to remaining faithful. It's your anchor to remaining consistent. So then we don't have to go, you know, we get a little bit of uh, uh, a victory and all of a sudden we're 10 steps back. And then we take two steps. Well, we go, you know, stay consistent. Keep the anchor of God's word in your life daily and you'll see the consistency and the change begin to happen. People wonder so many times, well, I don't know. I started off. I went to church. God did all these miracles. But then we don't see you for six months. And then you wonder why you're back in defeat because you didn't stay with it. You have to stay with this. Stay with him. When you're feeling hopeless, remember that God hasn't left you. Make him your rock. Make him that solid anchor. Get up and talk to him. Talk with him. Spend time with him. No matter how dark your valley, you've never been closer to God than right now at this exact moment because he lives on the inside of you. And it said, greater is he that lives on the inside of you than he that's in the world. So he's right here with us. Grab a hold of him. Believe him at what he says. See, when you get fearful and you get to worrying, what we're really saying is, God, you can't do it. I don't trust you. I don't think you can handle it. That's what you're saying. When you stop and think about that way, that, that kind of makes you feel a little, mm, well, God, I don't want him to think that. Well, that's what you're saying. Because you haven't given it to him. If you really believed he was God and that he could take care of all things, then give it to them. Give him to them. Give them to him. Give it all over to God. You've never been closer to God than right now at this exact moment. When I make that statement, sometimes I've heard people say, 
but I'm going through a setback or I'm going through a disappointment or I'm going through a hardship. And yes, and I know and that's real, but remember, it's subject to change. When we start saying God's word. But also listen. They say but I don't feel anything. I don't feel his presence. But listen. It has nothing to do with how you feel. Nothing. It has nothing to do with how you feel. Because you can feel happy today. Mad tomorrow. You can feel happy in one moment. And be all crabby the next. And then you're rejoicing the next. So don't go by what you feel honey. Because these emotions in these bodies can change real quick. When we allow them. To have rain. Then we can be woo, 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 you know. Get, you know, I'm sure God said sometimes, man, you must make yourselves dizzy. Because, you know, you've done changed your emotion five times in about 30 minutes. Think about it. But it has nothing to do with that. The Bible says God is there in the darkest valley. That's reality. Whether you believe it or not, God is with you. If you're a Christian, a believer, he lives on the inside of you. So he's with you. So stop going by what you feel. Go by what he has said. Go by what he wants to do for you. Believe it and expect it. So whether you believe it or not, he's there. He's just waiting on you to grab a hold of his hand and say, come on, let's go. The Bible tells us I am absolutely convinced that nothing, this is in um, Romans 8, 38 and 39 in the message. I am absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our master, has embraced us. He's loving us. He's holding us, but he's saying, but you're going to have to receive it. You know, I could stand up here and say to you, I've got a gift for you. I've got a gift for you. And I could be standing here saying, here, I've got a gift for you, Miss Betty. I have a gift for you. Well, she could just sit there and go, well, that's nice. That's sweet. And I said, no, I've got a gift for you, Miss Betty. And if she, but if she just keeps sitting there, guess what? She ain't going to get the gift. You know, God's saying, here, i got all the answers in my book. i got everything you need. Everything you're ever going through, I got the answers. I got the keys. I got direction. I've got everything you'll ever need right here. Open it up and read it. Receive it. Take it. Accept it. Believe it. Begin to accept it. Say it. Believe it. But we got to do our part. We've got to activate it. You go to the ATM, guess what? You can sit there and stare at the little screen. But until you put your card in, and then still, you can put your card in, but it says enter your PIN. But you can sit there and go, well, gosh, I'd like some money out of my account. Well, enter your PIN. You're going to have to activate that because until you do something, it ain't giving you no money. God says, get in my word. Say what I say. Agree with me. Agree with what God has said. And the activation of the power of God will begin to overwhelm you in your life it will begin to consume us see i don't know about you but when we go around people should be looking and going oh my god i don't want to be like them no they should be going i don't know what it is on them and i know they're going through stuff but something about when i see them there's something can't put my finger on it but they know something 
It's the presence of God. See, but when we get in God's presence, then we should be radiating God's presence. So it goes with us everywhere. And then guess what? Then when the storm hits you, or all of a sudden you get hit up the backside of your head, you go, whoa, whoa, no, 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 that's not what God said. No, that's not what God said. No, uh-uh. God said he's the healer. No, God said he's my provider. No, God's going to take care of my kids. No, he's already saved them. They're all fine. They're going to serve God. I don't have to worry about that. What are we saying? But you're going to have to activate so matter, no matter what you're going through. God and his love are right there with you and me always. You may walk away from it. You may turn your back on it. But he will never turn his back on you. His love is always right there saying, I'm right here waiting. I'm right here waiting. That truth will offer the stability that you and I need in any storm. So no matter what the devil comes and tries to tell you, you say, no, my God loves me. He loves me. And he always will. And he's right here with me. And he's going to get me through this thing because he's my anchor. So if he's my anchor, then I'm not going to drown. I'm not going to get off course because I've got my anchor. I've got my anchor right here. I'm hanging on to my anchor, so I can't go nowhere but where God's going to lead me and God's going to direct me because I'm following him. You know, maybe you ask these questions, well, what setbacks in your life have made you doubt God's presence? You know, sometimes ourselves. Maybe we've done things or we haven't done things or whatever, and ourselves will begin to doubt and go, you know what, God, did I cause this setback? Or we look back and go, yeah, you know, where I'm at right now is because of something I did. A choice I made. Sometimes it's your family. They've made choices, and it affects you. Sometimes in a positive way, sometimes in a negative way, but then we still have the repercussions of that. Maybe it's been your health or your children or your job or people, but listen, when all of that happens, regardless of what they did or what they're not doing, stay steady and remember who's your source. Not you, not them, God. And if you'll keep that, see, as your anchor, God is my source, God is the answer, God is my everything, then all that other stuff, see, won't be constantly pulling you down and dragging you here and dragging you there. God is your source. When you look at these setbacks and see how they could lead us to losing our way, and you've experienced some of those, and sometimes you go, well, how, how did, man, it just seems like that when that happened and this happened or they did that or, or whatever, it just feels like, man, I just, I felt like quitting. I felt like blaming God. I felt angry. I felt hurt. Man, I caused myself spiraling into depression. That's okay. Get up. Get up. Dust yourself off. Get your eyes back on him. Put on the praise music. If you can't even read, if you feel like you're overwhelmed, put it on. Put it on and begin to listen to it, and your spirit will be fed. Then you'll be able to have enough strength where you can start reading it, and you can yourself can start declaring it. Listen, it's okay to fall down, but don't stay there. It's okay that we all are going to face storms, but don't stay in them. God said, I'm your anchor. I'm going to deliver you out of it. We're going to go through it. Okay, but today, let's give it, let's give them, let's give all of our stuff 
to God. And let's start afresh. Let's say, you know what? I, Lord, I've done that for one year, 10 years, 20 years. I have said that same thing. And I go right back say, I'm not going to do that again. And I do it again. Or I say, I'm not going to do that. I do it again. Or I'm not going to, you know, give into this. And I do it again. Or I'm not going to pick them back up and fret and carry and worry when they're not coming home at night. And I do it again. God said, give it. Give them once and for all. Give it all to me. And let's start afresh because God is with you and me. He's on the inside and his love will never leave us. Hold on to him, but you're going to have to stop doing it yourself. Because eventually it will take you out spiritually, physically, emotionally, or financially if you keep doing this in your own strength. Because we weren't created. God said, give your care to me. You don't have fear that can't live with faith because that means you're not trusting me. You're going to have to give it all and give them to me because then we're saying, God, I'm trusting you. You're my source. You're my anchor. What they do and what they don't do should not be making my life do this because in what I'm saying is they or it is more important than God. See, our life needs to be ruled and reigned by him. And if we'll do that, they will fall in line or the circumstances will begin to change and line up. Because why? Because it has to. It says it's subject to change when we begin to release his word and release his power. Hold on to him. Stop doing it by yourself. He can change them. He can change us. He can change it. He can turn it all around. So let it go. Let them go. Let's give everything to God. Because how are you going to get through difficult times in life? By getting into his presence and grabbing a hold of him. Getting into God's presence and letting him be the anchor of our soul. Letting him be the source. It's time to get into God's presence. First thing. First thing in the morning. See, you say, well, I don't have hours. He didn't say you had to have hours. You know, sometimes maybe you've only got, you know, 10 minutes. You know, but really, think about this. We all have 24 hours in the day. Okay? You can make time. All of us can, right? You can get up a little earlier so you can have time to do your one-year Bible reading, you know. And then if you drive to work... Why can't you pray in tongues on the way to work? You know, put on that praise music and play. Uh, if you take a shower or a bath, wow, there's some time right there to pray again. You know, if you're making coffee, doing dishes, there's some more time to pray. But see, what you make a priority will show up in our lives. See, if he's not priority, it starts showing up everywhere else and everything else. What we put first will show up. What we do first will make a difference. So put him first and watch your day begin to change and do better. You'll go, wow, why haven't I been doing this all along? My gosh, this, that's just been stupid. Man, I'm having great days. Sure, you're still going to have stuff that's going to go wrong, but overall your day will be better. Why? Because we said, God, I honored you first. I put you first. I took some time on purpose 
I didn't just grab a little memory thing out of the box and go, oh, I read that, jump in the car, and off we go to work. We talk all the way on to work on the phone. Then we get to work, and we're busy all day. We get home at night and go, oh, man. Oh, oh let me go get my Bible. <sighs> you know. See, but now we've tagged him on the end. See? So what are we saying, God? That's how important you are to me. Everybody and everything else was more important than you. Think about that. I don't know about you, but even when I've done that, it bothers me. Because then I'm like, whoa, God, that's not, what, that's not how I want you to feel. That's not the way I feel. You know, but sometimes we've got to make some hard choices and say, but what's more important? God and his word? So that my day can go better, so my day can be blessed, so that maybe I can hear him better and maybe tell somebody something they needed to hear because now my spirit is a little more sensitive and he wanted me to go pray for somebody or say something to somebody or don't go that way today, go a different way. I'm telling you, this thing will change your life. Put him first. Get into God's presence first thing. In the morning, listen to praise music, get in his word, say, declare some things over your life and over your family, praying and declaring from your mouth, what has God said? What is he saying? Change will come. God's word is life, but it has to be heard. It has to be spoken. It has to be believed and then expect that it's going to happen. You don't have to know how it's going to happen. Just say, God, that ain't my business. I just know I've done my part, and it's going to change. It's going to happen. They're going to get saved. They're going to come in this house. My bills are going to get paid. My debt's going to get canceled. You're going to find that godly man or woman for me. You're going to turn my life around. You're going to get me a job or change my jobs or whatever it is or heal my body. It's going to happen. It has to. It's subject to change because the power of God it's coming out of my mouth because I said it. I declared a thing. I decreed a thing. I agreed with what God said. So if I'm agreeing with him, then it says all things are possible to those who believe. Nothing, nothing can remain the same if I will speak God's word. So begin to hear it, say it, speak it, believe it, and expect to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.